Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Spooky Scouts! Welcome! How is everyone today? Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's sp- full, full on spooky season. The trees outside my window are red, orange, and yellow. Blows Ooh. my mind. Ours haven't changed yet. Like it's usually, I feel like it's it's probably gonna switch very soon. They're starting to. Oh, really? Weird. Yeah. It's, are you, it's, it's, it's just slower. slower. Yeah, Weird. it's slower. And it's very pretty here. Yeah. And it does it. Yeah. There's also a full moon outside. Whoa, spooky. I went outside and it was very bright. Spooky. Um, yeah, I hope it doesn't get too, we'll have to make sure that we sign off before it gets too dark so I can put the chickens to bed. Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, it's pretty soon the, it's gonna be, as I call it, the big dark, where it gets dark at 4pm. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that. It doesn't get dark at 4pm there, though, you're way south, aren't you? No, it still gets dark, it's like, I, by 5, it'll be nighttime, oh, okay. so like, I'll okay. get off work, and it'll be dark and yeah. terrible, and I hate that. Yeah, it's here. It's four, but so it's it's only an hour difference. But it sucks. Is it's that a Mike's early. hard lemonade? It sure is. <laughs> what year is it? Twenty twenty one. The year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Bell bottoms. Yeah, bell bottoms are back. I wanted like, a refreshing beverage. Oh my god. <laughs> What's what? Bucket hats are back. So is Mike's hard lemonade, Kayla. It's delicious. I had never <laughs> had it before. I was you like, have I want it? a lemonade. Yeah, I wanted. It tastes like just sugar. It does. It, tastes, it is. Yeah. It's. I don't. Just, I'm just what's the percentage sugar. on that? I forget. It's like what five percent. It's like a white claw. Yeah, five percent. Yeah, it's just and like it doesn't a, like tell me how much claw. sugar is in this. So I think <laughs> the answer is a lot. A lot. The answer is a lot of sugar. Because I feel it on my teeth, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh no, with. everyone's coming after me about Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's fine. You can like Mike's Hard Lemonade. It just reminds me of my youth. Yeah, it's like a. It's, it's yeah. It, it had its prime. Yeah. Oh, Kayla, you should do show and tell first. Kayla has yeah, a new him right now. Kayla has a new family member. If you would like to see to see him, I'm gonna show scoot Kayla over. What's his name, Kayla? His name is Bugbear. Oh, oh no, that's he's so say. big and yeah. cute. He's another rescue pigeon, and he nods at her when she nods at him. Look it, and then he shows off. No, there he do goes. The nod. Do the nod again. Go oh, on, do it. One. Do it. No, he's oh, busy. He's busy. He's so busy. He can do it, buddy. For those in the podcast, Kayla got a pigeon. He's cooing. You can hear him. He he's, he's huge. He's very huge. He's a uh, a a pound, which is insane. A pound. Okay. That's he's a, a pound. lot. Yeah. Five hundred. Oh, his 500 little grams, nods. So. His little nods are so cute. But yeah, we couldn't. I couldn't decide on a name for him, and I'm thinking Bugbear because we were wanting to name him a different animal name because yeah. I have snake. And yes. I have Nuggy, and yes. Bug goes with Nug, and Bear goes with Snake. It's true. Yeah, that's so. only his. Uh, that's only his temporary cage. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this was not. He was a, a very sudden acquisition. Yeah, she just <laughs> got him like yesterday, so he's only in there temporarily. Yeah, so he will get a full setup like everyone else, but he's just currently, and he's also um, he was rescued, so he has like all kinds of stuff that he's trying to get over. He was like skinny and had little mites, and so he's he's been treated and needs to be needs to be taken care of and not have a ton of space. 
Yes. <gasps> Nod. 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 You do it? Very polite. No, I, usually, I mean, all my birds come out. Like, all Kayla's birds come out of their cage during yeah. the day, too. So, like, they don't even stay in their cages all the time. No. So. And they so they don't need, like, a huge amount of space in their cage. It's like, because yeah. then they, they are, uh, they aren't perching birds. They're more like sit around in one spot bird and then, like, kind of be social. But, like, if they're in a cage, they just like to kind of sit in their nest or... Mm-hmm. Be homebodies, and then when they get out, they can kind of run around. Nuggy runs yeah. around on the floor because he's weird. Oh yeah, feathers does too. Feathers, I, I like give him the whole reign of my little upstairs area up here, which is why I continually find poops everywhere. It's yep, fun. me it's too. Great. Yeah, I'm like, oh, thanks, feathers, and he's like, oh, he just pooped in his food. <laughs> great. Oh, that's yeah. my favorite. I love it when they do that. Yeah, feathers also, will this- stand on his water dish and just poop in it. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And I'm like, it's yeah. not a toilet. Also, no. this bird is too fat to fly, so <laughs> he can't fly. <laughs> no. No. He tried. He tried. He's like a chicken. He, like, no. flaps and So falls. cute. All right. Well, thank you for the show and tell, Kayla. Yeah. What's your show and tell? Yeah. I was uh, mushroom hunting the other day, and we found some more chanterelles. Um, my friend Jesse found a purple one. A pur- Not chanterelle, but a purple mushroom. Like, one of those big purple ones. I think it's, like, a purple lactarius. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But then I, there was just tons of like hunter garbage out there, like tons. I mean, tons, like every kind of bullet casing you can imagine was littered everywhere. Is that common? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's on, on forest roads. This is a forest road, right? And it was yeah, just that's like. that's pretty common. And then they'll also I mean, like, like near trash. rivers, they'll leave um, just fishing lures and stuff. Oh, I've, yes. Yeah. But like just trash everywhere. I was like. You're out here enjoying nature and you just dumped trash everywhere. Yeah, because they don't care. Because they're just like, wow. clearly the earth will absorb it. And it's just, like, no. Just, yeah, just wildly upsetting. They're on one of the stumps that was just like getting shot up was this uh, artist conch that I pulled off because it was just going to get shot. Which I usually don't take these big conchs. It's so cool. And it's it's as hard as, as wood. And it smells amazing. It smells like really good. But it's as big as my head. Like, look at that. Isn't that wild? That is so cool. But it's I a think big mush. Yeah. And these are polypores, so they grow on dead and dying wood. But uh yeah, they're really cool. And this one was just really, really neat. So I think I wanna like mold it and make like a shelf out of it. That'd be so cool. But it's just like the weirdest thing is how good it smells. What's it smell like? like? It's sm- so it smells like mushrooms. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it generally this is the the side with the pores and you or spore areas, and you can see them. Like, very, very small. But, like, it almost smells... It smells like mushrooms, but it also smells like, um... Almost like perfume. Like, so it smells like mushrooms plus... I don't know. It's, like, really hard to describe. It's bizarre. Like, it's just really weird. And you have these there. Like, don't you? These guys? I've never seen one, but I'm sure we do. Yeah, if you keep an eye out, it might be different they blend in very well. Yeah. Here we just get them, and they're huge. I've seen, like... This is the biggest one I've ever picked, but I've seen them, like, this big. It's, like, dinosaur size. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I just I just couldn't. Yeah, once they dry out, they don't smell as strong. It makes a whole room smell, though, It actually, but I like it. Yeah. But, yeah, the hunter stuff was just really weird. I was like, man, can Bigfoot just, like, come get these people? Just like, take them out. Know. There's just so much garbage. At one point... There was a stuffed animal hanging from a tree that they'd been shooting, and the stuffed animals, like, fl- like the polyfill, had mm-hmm. just exploded all over the forest. 
Yeah, they don't care. I was care. just like, I was like, what, what, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, this is so terrible on so many levels. Like, so many animals could just get it. And also, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they're going to eat that and then, yeah. like, choke. Because, and people just don't think about it. Yeah, I was, so that was, I think next time, like, I, like, I'm so neurotic. I'm like, can I just bring something to clean it up? But there's, like, so much. There's so much. And I'm like, yeah, blew my mind. Like, and I guess I used to, I used to see that in the desert, like when I lived in the desert, but in the desert, I'm just like, aha, uh-huh, just looks like fallout. Like, I never really noticed. <laughs> this seems right. No, like, there's abandoned car. I used to find all kinds of weird stuff, like, where I grew up in the desert, but, like, it never really registered as much because it was the middle of the desert. So it was like, it didn't, you didn't see the garbage and the stark green of the moss. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... But that was bad, too. It just, I never noticed it until I finally live here where I'm like, wow, people really like guns. Okay. They like guns and they like trash. And they love trash. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Cupcake Cupcake Valkyrie, yes. That's what I used to see is shot up cars. Like, people take cars up, but, like, in the woods, they they would get consumed too fast. So they got to keep bringing new stuff out there to shoot. Like, literally, they have to keep bringing new things out to shoot because nature consumes it. Yeah, this isn't even hunting. Like, they're not even, like, hunting. They're just shooting trees. Yeah, it's, like, target practice. With targets on it. Not impressive. Yeah. There's, like, like, and some were, like, people-shaped. And I'm like, ugh. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. It was, yeah, it was wild. But anyway, so that's my, that's my show and tell. My share, my share and tell. That's it. We brought so many interesting things today. We're, today we're going to talk about cults. I take a... Oh, hi, Chad. No, Chad, I'm not going to take a bite of the mushroom. It's like, it's hard. It's like, it's like a rock. Yeah. I'm just like break my face. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. But it smells really good, though. I just want to get a little sniff. Just, I wish just I could. It. I know. I was like, I wish I could. I wish I could share what it smells like with you all because it's just such an interesting smell. I'm gonna have to go see if I can find one because I feel I feel like it reminds me of turkey tail, but that's smaller and flatter. But it's similar. Turkey tail yeah. also gets really hard. Yeah, no, they do. But they're they're turkey tails are way smaller, but they are polypores. They're the same. Yeah. They're like very. They're like these will be like a bunch yeah. of them. Yeah, these are conks. They're still a polypore, but um, I believe this is the artist conch because I think you can actually like carve art on the bottom of it. And it'll stay. Like, that they're would really be cool. cool. Yeah, if you look up artist conks, I'm pretty sure, but it could just be a really, really big red belted one. But anyway, mushrooms are weird. Mushrooms Does it are smell cool. like Paco? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. I keep hearing, it's not body. Hold on. The chickens are like, only, bod- only bodies out. I don't think, I don't know if you can only see. Badu's out. Yeah, only Badu's outside because if it gets too dark, like, she, she's the only one who's, like, safe because she's just so large. She's big. Yeah, she, nothing can bother her. She's just really large. She's big. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for the mushroom lesson. I, yes. I love any excuse to learn more about mushrooms because yeah. some fun stuff. I know, and I love going out and finding them. And then uh, this morning I made a, a French omelet with chanterelles. From the woods, ch- eggs from my chickens, chives from the garden, and uh, some nasturtiums also from the garden. So I had foraged all of it. So when the collapse happens, I can make a fancy French omelet, but I won't have any food. <laughs> but that's it. But you'll have that. And I'll have great. a fancy French omelet, sure. Mm. <laughs> Could you make 
uh, Chad asked, can we make a mushroom cap shield for like a red wall war? Maybe like, I mean, out of this thing, sure. But like yes. the, other, the other mushrooms are really brittle. In fact, one of the mushrooms in the woods is called a um, Russula. And it's so brittle that if you throw, pick them and throw them at trees, they explode. And it's really fun because they explode so dramatically. <laughs> that is fun. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to talk about cults. Yeah. Tell me about, you said you've watched some things about cults. I've been lately. watching a lot of things about cults lately because I, I, I got interested in it because I found out about that Mooney cult. Now, I, we mentioned it before. So the Moonies is a cult. I have to see his full name. I have the article here. One second. Um, it came. It came about because Trump did a Trump did a a like promo for them. Oh my god! He did like a promo for the Moonies. It's a uh, Reverend Sun Sun Yang Moon. Oh, the and, uni- uh, is it the Unification Church? Yes, the Unification Church. Yeah, Trump recent. This was recently. This was like last month. He did a promo oh for them. Oh my god! Yeah. And it was, uh, it was really weird because it's like just him being like, Moon is, you know, his like the dumb boy, like Moon is such a great guy. Like, he's really awesome. Like, he doesn't like, obviously, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> like, he's just, you know what I mean? Like, he's just making it up as he goes. He has no idea. Like, he has no idea who these people are. But then I like went down this deep dive about how they actually run the prayer breakfast. The, you know, the the national prayer back breakfast that, like, all the politicians go to? No, this, I don't know anything about this. Oh, okay. Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, there's a national prayer breakfast that they all go to. They all go to. Because, yes, that's correct, Flumpton, that uh, Sun Myung Moon, before he died, poured hundreds, poured, poured millions of dollars into the Republican Party for decades. So he was, like, a Republican benefactor person and then ran this prayer back breakfast that Republicans and Democrats went to. And it's a pr- it's for and they praying. Still, they stay. They still go. Like they go to the. They go to it every year. Like it still exists. And this guy, like the image of him on his like cult, like like his like I'll call it headshot. His cult headshot is him holding a golden uh, AK four. I think it's an AK forty seven. Oh, this is a bullet guy. The bullet guy. Yeah, yeah. But the bullet guy literally like. Per, like gave money to the Republican Party and runs a prayer breakfast that all of the politicians go to. The Aren't bullet they, guy. Okay, I know that separation of church and state is bullshit, but like pr- they go to a prayer breakfast. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's also, I mean, it's like separation of church and state is a law, but every politician, I feel like, for them to be liked by mainstream, they all have to have some kind of background. Yeah. Like in religion, like or a church they go to. Which is ridiculous. Of course it's ridiculous, but like I think it's just it's I let's like I really don't think it's like I think it's more of a community thing than like a belief thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I mean hopefully. I, but I don't even I don't even want to think about that. But uh yes, that's right. Um Jack Fletcher uh said they they own the Washington Times newspaper. Now, the Washington Times newspaper is one of those newspapers that's cited, like, on Fox News and on Alex Jones and all these places. And it's, like, more or less just, like, a rag for this cult. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah. And they're totally tied into um, into government. It's it's wild. So here's, they, well, here's one of the things that I think is one of the weirdest things that they do. And um, I'll post this article for you. It's an NPR article just on how they're getting a new group of young people into their cult. 
Oh my god. So what they do is one of their tenets is that they don't allow you to date. They don't allow you to have sex or anything before marriage. And how they get married is they all meet in one place and Moon, because he's their messiah, he's like divinely chosen, chooses your partner for you. It's literally a blind marriage. And then you get married. Does he ever choose himself? No, I think he, he has just like me. So that's we'll get to that. We'll get oh, to that because there's no. he doesn't, but like every other cult that I've like looked into, almost all of them are all some dude who sleeps with everyone. Yeah, like, where every he's just like, one. "Uh, you could you get the privilege of sleeping with me." I feel like is how that works. Every single one. If your parents were chosen by him and they're still like, and you were born from your parents, then like you're like a chosen child of these, these like random marriages. Oh my God, your pigeon's sleeping like Donald Trump stands again. Oh my God. Yeah, sorry. This pigeon, if you, if you sorry. saw him earlier, I don't know if you noticed, oh, hold on. but he stands hold like on. how Donald I Trump need to, stands. I need to like, look at him. Look at him. He's like just falling over. Yeah. Oh my god, he's falling asleep. I showed everyone. Are you tired? Oh, oh, he's so sleepy. Oh, he nodded again. No, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> distracting boy. He's so distracting. He's just too cute. But yes, so they choose they choose their partners for the moon himself, apparently. It's probably not even him. It's probably like or just like just random. Like, I don't know. It's this like person. A, like, yeah, or it, I'm my guess is it's like um like an Excel sheet that they just like put in. <laughs> just a randomizer. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so they struggled with membership. I don't really like, I don't care, honestly. Like, I just think it's like, I just think it's totally wild. Well, I was, I just think I, it's totally wild that they choose people's, but they choose people's partner. Yeah. And they do all the things like evangelicals do, except for like, like, it's this guy, Moon, and his children who are running it. Well, and I, I just, I don't know anything about them other than I did know the bullet crown thing. But yes. I looked them up just quickly on Wikipedia, and this is, like, one of the longest Wikipedia articles I've ever seen. And it's, like, all the organizations and educational places, political mm-hmm. organizations, sports organizations, businesses, all these things that, like, are associated with or support them. It's it's a lot. I it's it's distressing. It's a lot of different things that are associated with them or support them. Which yeah, I don't like it. I feel like when I think about no. cults, it's very like it's very uh, isolated. And I know. This seems very like it's ubiquitous. but it's not though. Then now let's bring in the next cult I was going to talk about, which is Scientology. Ooh, yeah. Another yeah. major, Ugh. another major cult with tons of money that doesn't have its hand in politics, but has its hand completely in Hollywood production. Right. Like, and this is something that, like, I have watched the shows on it, like Going Clear and stuff like that, and they're totally horrible and absolutely awful. And one of the but the thing that I have personal experience with is seeing it in Los Angeles because it's everywhere. Like, and you think like, who's going to join this cult? Well, a lot of people are like, just it's vulnerable people, like people that are really, really vulnerable, like people who are immigrants or people who are struggling and things like that. And they are like, oh, we'll give you a job. And then you end up at a cult. So, yeah. And 
I guess, what was it like? Because that Scientology, as far as I'm aware, does not exist where I live. So the only thing... It probably I, it probably does in your nearest big city. Okay. Yeah, because I've never, I've never seen the, the, I mean, the weirdest thing I've seen around here is Cowboy Church, which we've already went over. <laughs> yes, Cowboy Church. That's not a cult, I don't think. That's not a cult. It's just special. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Scientology, I guess I've only, I've heard the different explanations of it. I've never met anybody that's a part of it. And it's, they believe that, like, in aliens, right? It has to do with aliens, Oh, Scientology? Oh, yeah. Yes. hundred. Yeah, they, so they believe that our, like, souls are alien souls that were thrown into, a, like, a volcano. Nice. Like, it's not even a joke. It's just, like, we're, or, like, something like, like, watch the, I know it's, like, silly, but watch the South Park episode. Oh, yeah, they did it. Yeah, yeah. they did it. Okay. The South Park episode about Scientology and the Sar- South Park episode about Mormonism are both 100% what they're accurate. <laughs> And the Mormon one is, they're all, I mean, other, also a cult, also a cult. The Mormon one is hilarious because the song is like, dumb to dumb dumb. It's like calling it dumb. <laughs> it's incredible. Like, it's actually, it's actually really good. Um, uh, I wish I was a yeah. reincarnated oh, yes, alien soul. That's right? fun. That, that's what they said, Flumpton. Yes, Flumpton described it better than me. Is they believe our negative emotions are caused by the souls of dead aliens. Oh, well, yeah. that's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like, it's not like um, the so I did like a therapy camp, which will come into my cult story later. Cool. <laughs> oh, no. um, but my therapy camp wasn't a cult because they don't continually ask you for money and do all this. When I I'm also going to read the warning signs. It was just a therapy camp. But um, their teachings came from which I, some of the Scientology teachings, which are good psychological teachings. There's things in there that are psychologically like good therapy, but then they turned it around and said, you don't need therapy. Oh, they like use it to manipulate you. Yes. They use it to manipulate you and hold people, hold people like in their grasp and say, Oh no, therapy is bad for you. And drugs and like therapy drugs are bad for you. And they, that's how they can like maintain their control. By There's keeping actually, you with, like, low self-esteem or, like, yes. mental health issues. No, but it's, but it's almost like a power thing because they use, like, this thing more or less saying that you're, like, special and you're alien, but whatever, and, like, keeping you in this idea of, like, being right, of be- knowing this information that is spe- specific and special that makes you stay. And that's one of the tenets is, like, and also... Like, uh, I've been doing a lot of research on this. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just like, no, also I'm, I don't know much about it. I, I only know like the, the pop culture yeah. stuff I've absorbed and everything. So this is fascinating. No, it's so it's also similar to QAnon because QAnon, QAnon is, is a cult. Also, it sure. is a cult. It is, but it's not religious, it, but it is a cult. And like their whole thing is that they this supposed this supposed information that they have gives them special information. It's like makes them selective and special because they know the truth. And that's how like these levels of Scientology work is these people pay more and more to know more and more special information because they want to know the truth. And it's really just a scheme to get people to give them money. Mm-hmm. Where in QAnon, it's not about money. It's about giving them good feelings. Which right. I, which is like a really, I just listened to an interview with um, a guy who wrote the book 
a new book about QAnon. And he was talking about how it it is like a cult, but instead of like a, a scheme for them to get money, it's literally just like, oh, we're going to see them hang Hillary Clinton. So I feel good about this. I'm going to keep looking, which it just induces rage, which gives them serotonin. But they're also vul- they're also vulnerable people. It also preys on vulnerable people. This is just you're just defining Twitter right now, like influencers yeah. on Twitter. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the other thing is that like that friend groups can also be cults. Mm, I know some I know uh, a person or two who could have who could potentially become cult leaders in yeah. the future. Oh, yeah, because friend groups are people who have a charismatic leader. You're not allowed to question the leader. You're not allowed to question anyone else about their actions. You're not allowed to leave. You're not allowed to act badly around them. You're not allowed to have friends outside of the cult. And if you do, they isolate you from them and tell you that they're bad. I know. I know. More or less, this happened to me. And not only not until I moved here, did I get my friends back Mm-hmm. So take with that as you will, <laughs> but oh, that's yeah. what a cult does. That and or if someone gets fired, you never talk to them again. People disappear because mm-hmm. they the cult didn't like them anymore. <laughs> yep. Or like, like if you do something that someone doesn't like, that person doesn't agree with, they'll just like completely yep. isolate you or like have nothing to do with you. And they, you know, and they have all the power and money. And so, and they control everyone's jobs, so it's even worse. So, yeah. Or they have a lot of control on social media. Mm. Oh, yeah, a lot of control on social media, and they can hold that over you. So it's, and I think, like, the main, one of the, one of the main giveaways, I think, is, is, um, isolation. And Mm -hmm. I think that's also, that's what I experience is isolation, because if you're vulnerable, you'll listen to whatever they say. Right. Like, oh, if they have right. control of like what your social life and like yeah. making sure they have a chokehold on like when you're talking to somebody and what you're doing throughout the day. Exactly. Or not even that, not even like that. It's just like telling you that people in your past or in your life are a certain like they're bad or they're bad for you or they're abusive or they're whatever and or not they're letting, using you or whatever. Yeah. And not letting you make your own decisions. And more or less, like, telling you what to think and feel because they don't like that person. Mm-hmm. or And that person doesn't fit into the cult. Yeah. It doesn't fit into the zeitgeist of their reality, of people they want being there. <laughs> oh, no. Big big Bad King Boom Boo, we do not want to become a cult. No! <laughs> um, please don't ever listen to anything no. we say to that extent, ever. One, oh, one, a couple, one of the other ones that I, this one I watched a show on, and this one was like so shocking, is one of the cults, and there is a documentary on it uh, called uh, The People's Temple. And I'm just going to read this little thing, but it says Reverend Jim Jones started the People's Temp- Temple to help homeless, jobless, and sick people, vulnerable people of all races, but former members claimed widespread abuse within the group. He had sex with everyone, just Ugh. like every other cult that I've read about <sighs> and watched. Yeah. And a lot, like, it's even, like, like children, like, young, young people. It's, like, messed up. But this guy, so it says, to remove his group from further scrutiny, Jones started a colony in the jungles of Ghana, or Guyana? Guyana? 
I don't know, I think it's Guyana, Guyana, where he hoped to build a tropical utopia. When a congressman visited the commune with three journalists to investigate the abuse claims, they were shot and killed when trying to leave. After the shootings, literally like days after, 913 commune, commune members, including hundreds of children, were dead after drinking poisoned Kool-Aid. Almost a thousand people killed themselves. Almost a thousand people. And they just walked in on it and they were just dead. Like That's just thousands. Horrifying. Yeah. yeah. And it's because it was a cult. Yeah. Guiana. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> oh yeah, John it's called Johnstown. Oh, Jonestown. Yeah. Is it Jonestown? Jonestown, yeah. Yeah, oh, Jonestown. yeah, because I, I think I've heard the audio of, like, him talking and then people, mm-hmm. like, dying, which don't listen to it, but No, it's, no, it's uh, horrible. It's wild. Yeah, it's horrible. And it's so sad. And it's because, again, it's because people are vulnerable. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pattern. Oh, yeah, it was Flavor-Aid and not Kool-Aid? <laughs> it's not okay. Kool-Aid. So wait, don't you say Flavor-Aid. Me, are you telling me the drink the Kool-Aid thing has been wrong for years? Yeah, it's supposed it's to be drink the Flavor-Aid? Gosh. It's supposed to be Flavor-Aid. Kool-Aid got all that free advertisement for nothing. Yeah. Flavor-Aid. Jeez. Yeah, all right, I, so- I've heard about that one. Continue, continue, because yeah. my my contribution is just some discussion about pop culture things and then a dumb list that I have, so. Oh, that's fine. Okay, so this is my favorite thing that I found so far. <laughs> it's, like, so dumb, but also great. Uh, it's WikiHow, How to Recognize a Cult. Oh, okay, because, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that we've already defined a few of them in our lives. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, okay, but this is, and most cults are going to be, like, religious doctrine. So one of the ones I found was actually about religious doctrine being a cult. But this is a cult in the general sense. Um, so number one is learn the organization's foundations. Cults tend to have very simple and similar foundations and common factors having all or some of the following. Number one, okay, charismatic founder, leader, or leadership have a structural center bureaucracy Simplified goal or aim structure, such as to save something or introduce something to everyone. A society history, most new initiates are inevitably required to learn and respect the founding figures. Like, that's the moon cult. Mm-hmm. There is a degree of intellectual limitation, so outside ideas or interaction with non-members is not encouraged. There is Scientology. There is also a system of repercussions, such as shunning, timeout, or isolation, or dem- demotion. Ugh. Uh, yeah. There is a system of development, so a person may be groomed or encouraged to go towards certain roles or assist in various ways. Um, there is a tithe, members- membership dues, and or other systems of getting money from members rather than earning it externally. And then this, this is number two. Think about how common this is. You might notice that most political parties, social clubs, sporting health clubs, credit and banking system, most religion and national uh, and nationalities actually have these religions and nationalities actually have these features and. These are not what would be classified as dangerous. Most political parties have founding members, political history, ideology, and identity, and discourages interaction with non-members or those with the different ways of looking at things. In effect, there is an entrenched discouragement to change ideas while having a trained loyalty system. There is also a degree of reverence for political leaders in the past, only if they were of that particular party, but members who cross the floor are deemed traitors. So this is just saying, like, it's not that uncommon. Like, there's, it happens all the time. Number three is avoid becoming paranoid because the system 
used is so mainstream. You probably will be seeing it everywhere, but that does not make every society or group dangerous. It just gives them the potential to be. Number four, decide if there is an element of exploitation, either financial or personal. This ultimately is where groups cross the line into dangerous organization from a normal organization. So it's like my example of like people around you, like friend groups still wouldn't be considered a cult because Mm -hmm. they're not exploiting people, even if it's cult like behavior, like even if they're doing isolation and, and stuff like that, it's just like. Like, if they really are, like, a dangerous cult, they will be exploiting people financially or personally. Yeah. Yeah. I guess personally would be in different ways. That's up for debate, so. Right. But anyway, um, here's look for the... <laughs> the the graphic is amazing for this. I, oh, I I'm love gonna... the wiki how, like, how to whatever art. It's so good. Okay, so number five, look for the key danger signals for medium-level risk. It may be okay to have some associate with them, but stay on guard. Members are encouraged to do certain practices, methods, and techniques, and only those. There's no exploration, modification, or comparison with other similar or different systems. The screening of new potential members is quite large as they filter looking for suitable-minded or easily moldable people. The society can accept and wear the money costs involved in having a very high grassroots turnover to get a few potentially ultra-loyal members, mm. like-minded, or easily manipulated members. That mm. sounds familiar. There's a noticeable degree of repetition, so key figures such as the founder and their stories are often repeated to train people to think the same way. Mm-hmm. There is a medium degree of personal image inflation to make certain figures appear greater than they really were, and that association with them is a great or noble thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Members are all very similar and have minimal contact with the outside world or the real world. There is a substantial amount of time, money, thought, and encouragement invested in promotion, lobbying, and marketing. Tax-free status as a major aspiration or have already attained that. Funds or proceeds do not stay in the country or state where they were earned in. Ooh. Yeah. That's like, I'm like, Republican Party is in this. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. All right, number six. Investigate further. Such groups may still be a danger to society, either in design or effect, but could one day be run by someone who will take it in that direction very easily. And number seven, look for high-risk signs. These are usually signs that it has crossed the line into dangerous or potentially dangerous organization. Uh, Manipulation of initiates is obvious to outsiders. It is very difficult, if not impossible, to leave their society. The aim is to make the new person addicted to or so familiar with the cult that the person loses the ability to be independent or that their fears of repercussions are too high. That members are required to part with large amounts of funds or assets. There is a high degree of mental stagnation so that there is a focusing on a key principles or myths and general day-to-day knowledge is encouraged to be forgotten. Ugh. There is a degree of mentally stressful or intensive practices. These may be long meditation retreats with little sleep or food, high intensive workouts or other things that may be branded with an element of mystique and privilege. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> That's like exactly what happened to me. Except for thankfully the retreat wasn't wasn't a cult. Oh my god. I was encouraged to go because everyone else went and you need to go. And if you don't go, you're going to get kicked out. Or you're gonna be told that you're terrible, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's see. That is impossible for an ordinary member to have the same skills or status as the founder or leadership. Mm-hmm. 
So the founder may be dubbed an avatar, master, guru, bodhavista, genius, or other highly attained person, but the initiate will never be on the same level, especially if some powers are not possible to develop ordinarily or even exist. Members may or may not even be aware of this. Leaders and next generation leaders are planned with no involvement or selection from the existing members. All actions committed by members are justified or will be praised. Martyrdom may be encouraged. There's a very effective propaganda system as well as intensive but covert political lobbying. There's not always a vast leadership structure, but there can be. The more manipulative cult leadership prefers a wide gap between their status and others, so may practice a more flat working hierarchy. This can create succession issues, but usually it's known who the next in charge will be in advance. There is a definite separation from society. Yeah, often physical, right? Like they often mm-hmm. are like completely physically removed. Yeah, no, exactly. And so here's, if you see these signs, it is best to do one or all of the following. Okay, listen, spooky scouts, this is how you report a cult. (laughs) Number one, or leave a cult, learn your rights. Number two, if you are not prepared to leave town, stay calm and simply don't get involved or take risks. Keep a polite distance so you're not made into an enemy of their group, which can be potentially dangerous in tight-knit communities or remote towns. Uh Uh-huh. They won't harm you until you are a threat to them. Weird. Keep your thoughts and feelings to only those you trust. Encourage dialogue and exchanges between other groups. This prevents minorities or dissenters being silenced and the cult taking over the town. This does have confrontation risks if that was the plan all along, however. Move if it becomes intolerable or unsafe. No one is keeping you there but yourself. Notify a law enforcement agency if there is a clear sign of the law being broken. Legally, they need a smoking gun to act on. Yep. yep. Don't like that. Yikes on bikes. Yikes on bikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some people are so obsessed with their appearance that if you become a threat to them, that's all they care about. Yeah, is how and they appear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like... Yeah, I think that what we have learned is that social media is a cult. Mm-hmm. That is oh, what I've learned. A lot of as- aspects of it, for sure. No, terrible to a cult is just not agreeing with them. Yeah, it's like, like disagreeing, just, not, just or disagreeing, or having your own opinions. Having your own opinion, or like trying to, or 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 saying that what they're doing is wrong. Yeah, or questioning it. I feel like is also bad mm-hmm. no any questions or anything or especially if you question the leader if you question anything about the leader like one of them i watched i forget which cult it was i watched like a whole series about cults it's on i think it's on netflix but one of them this guy was like assaulting women and the woman like sh- he assaulted her she went to another woman in the cult and was like the the, the leader guy assaulted me and he the lady looks her straight in the face and says no he didn't because they're so brainwashed it's not even they can't even understand that that could happen because they've been so brainwashed gaslighting yeah yeah it's so messed up yeah so it seems like there there a lot of things that are cult-like get called a cult and Mm -hmm. i i was telling you earlier that I tried to do my normal level of, like, dumb internet research where I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> accidentally joined a cult forum. And yeah. the problem is... Or maybe is, I'm a mermaid. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I'm, am I a mermaid forum? But I tried to do a lot of different things like that. But a lot of people call dumb things cults. Like, yeah. there was, like, a whole thing where someone was, like, joined the Toyota cult. I bought, bought a Toyota car. And now I'm in the Toyota cult. It's, like, silly no. stuff like that where... 
basically they are forming a club or treating it like a club. But yeah. Because they are very invested in it, they're calling it a cult. And yeah, they don't run Subarus off the road. Like, it's yeah. like, it's like it's different. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they, I think that we have taken, we have like absorbed it into our vernacular and we use it in a very flippant way. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Like, oh, that's, I, but I think it is appropriate to say in a lot of these situations that it's cult like behavior. Um, like there are aspects of what I'm hearing here that is very similar to like friendships or relationships I've had where it's been very cult-like behavior, but they didn't like reach that point of being a cult because they didn't like financially devastate people or, you know, actually murder or whatever. Yeah. Sorry, Wyvern of Winters in chat said, y'all, Jim Jones was on so many drugs. That's the Jonestown guy. Was on so many drugs, his eyes were bloodshot all the time. That's why he started wearing the black glasses. Guess what he told the people as an explanation? Holy light emits from my eyes. If I take off my glasses, I could burn you. And they believed him. And then killed themselves. I wonder if that would work. Like, when you're, if if you get drug tested anymore, you just say that. Oh, yeah. Holy light flies out of my eyes. Holy light (laughs) will burn you. I can't. Oh, yeah. Jonestown is just really upsetting. It's, it's so... It's so bizarre. I mean, like all, there's all the other ones, too. I mean, there's so many that we've all heard of before, but I hadn't actually heard of Jonestown, and I think that one was just the most disturbing to me. That is disturbing. I remember yeah. that, and I, I saw someone in chat be like, oh, is that where Drink the Kool-Aid came from? And like, 100%, that's where that yes. came from. Blocking out that holy Blocking light. Blocking out the holy light. Pew! It's like, pew! Blocking out the haters. I think the, the one thing that I wanted to talk about was the movie Midsommar, because I, I've had this conversation. The first time I watched Midsommar, I thought it was like a very good film, and I didn't think that it was a cult the first time I watched it. And I actually had this conversation with Jack. I was like, I'm going to bring up Midsommar tonight, because I've watched it so many times, because I really, like, visually, it's a very stunning film. Uh, but he was like, oh, it's not a cult. And I was like, no, 100%. If, I'm, I'm probably going to spoil the movie if you haven't seen it by now, if that's okay. But it's it's about this girl, uh, Florence Pugh, who is amazing, love her, going with her boyfriend to a small group of people. And is it like in, uh, it's in Sweden, I think. I'm yeah, gonna, I haven't seen it. So you can just blood, spoil blood it. myself yeah. right now. But yeah, like they, it's the Harga people is what they, they're called. And they go there to study their ancient traditions and their midsummer festival. So she goes there and she ends up like her boyfriend sucks. And she ends up realizing through this trip that he sucks. He cheats on her and they end up like absorbing her into the cult by like uplifting her and making her feel because like the whole movie, he treats her like crap because her parents died and he doesn't help her with her depression and her trauma he just like doesn't right oh so she was vulnerable she was vulnerable and Mm -hmm. they they kind of showed up for her in a way that she really needed and uplifted her and made her feel like she was a part of something and then ended up murdering everyone else but then she like at the end she's there but when you watch it i i my takeaway from it was like it was very empowering like Because you just see her journey of going through this, like, terrible time in her life where Mm -hmm. she's just emotionally devastated and all the people around her are treating her and saying that she's a burden. So she's getting zero support from anybody that she cares about. Her boyfriend is pretty much going to break up with her. 
And she goes on this trip and these people are there for her in a way that no one else ever has been. And they're like, well, of course, of course we're going to be like, duh. Yeah. Like this is the way life is. And when you're watching it, you're just like, wow, this is kind of dark, but it's nice and good for her. It's like a good for her movie. But then when you sit and think with it, you're like, these, this, she joined a a cult, actually. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-oh. And and I feel like it's kind of frightening in the fact that, like, yes, you know what's happening is wrong, but you also don't totally disagree with with it. Like, it's very complicated, because obviously you're going to disagree with, like, their actions and things like that. Right, right. They were very supportive people. When the people that were, like, level-headed and normal were terrible to her and, like, mm-hmm. terrible people. Um, so it's it's very interesting. Like, it kind of put that in a perspective because I think that typically, like, when we're talking about all this cult behavior, we're just like, oh, of course I wouldn't end up in a cult. And then the, that's but the thing, so, though. Yeah, it just happens. <laughs> yeah, it just happens. And it's... Yeah, it's and you can like that person, I'm sure I don't know how they portray her in the movie, but they probably portray her as a pretty put together person who's just in crisis. Yeah, like she was like she she they didn't go too much into her history, but she just was depressed because like yeah. her parents like literally like her sister went like like went off one day and like killed herself and her parents. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that'll do it. And so she was just like devastated and like. She was just, like, you just were watching her go through this journey of, like, grieving and being depressed. And I don't think at any point I was like, oh, what a weenie. But everyone yeah. <laughs> around her was like that. Like, <laughs> what a weenie. <laughs> a weenie. No, that's terrible. And uh, if that happened, yeah, then you were not a weenie. You were in crisis. Yeah. When anyone around you dies, like, and people, someone around you says, oh, you're the problem. <laughs> After your family dies, yeah, that's a that's like the Twitter. That's a red flag. That's that a big a red, red flag. flag. Run yeah. away. Yeah, that is a red flag. Or if they say you need to go to this therapy camp, or I'm going to leave you, or your friend, red well, flag, we or we won't be your friends anymore. Uh, red flag. <laughs> red flag. <laughs> red flag. Uh, so just keep mind keep in mind those red flags if you're in crisis. <laughs> Because people will take advantage of you mm-hmm. as a human being if you're in crisis. Well, and that I feel like that movie is just, it's a good example of it. Because I think, I think what is so telling is the first time I watched it, I guess in the back of my mind, I was like, this is a cult. But when you first watch it, you're kind of watching it from her perspective, where this is a, a group of people that has always been isolated from society. So they have traditional ideals and they have rituals that they do. And that's not weird. That's just, you know, what they are. And you go and study them and whatever, whatever. And I did not really think of it that way until I watched it a second time. And I was like, okay, I get it. (laughs) She joined a cult and... Red flag. Red flag. But it was was pretty... It's a very... It's a really good film. I, I love that one. And I love Hereditary is also another good one from the same studio. Oh, interesting. But I haven't seen either of those, but I have seen The Wicker Man because of Nicolas Cage. I never watched The Wicker Man. Oh my God. But it's, a, it's like the same thing. It's like yeah. a cult daytime mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So I've heard that they're they're very comparable. Yeah, it's all it's messed up. It is messed up. Like while Nicolas Cage is just peak 
Nicolas Cage. I in love. That movie. I love when he goes full Nicolas yeah, Cage. It's full. It is. It's peak Nicolas Cage. But it is. It is funny. Like I mean, it is. It's funny because of peak Nicolas Cage. But it's also really dark because it's about a cold. So, mm-hmm. but instead of Sweden, it's here in the Pacific Northwest, like on an island. Ooh. Yeah. Which so right is near you. Similar. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm. The bees. The bees. <laughs> the original. Oh, I haven't seen the original like Wicker Man. I've only seen the Nicolas Cage. Oh my God, yes. And then Nicolas Cage puts on a bear costume and punches women in the face. There's also a bear thing <laughs> in Midsummer. Yeah, I think it's the same-ish story. Interesting. Minus Nicolas Cage. Minus Nicolas Cage, which, wow, how disappointing. You could have put Nicolas Cage in your film and you didn't. Who does that? <laughs> the bees. Who makes that choice? I don't know. But yes, I I think like if you haven't watched Midsummer, watch it and like see how easily that occurs because it's just if someone like if you and and people in your life will do this too. It's not I guess it's it's easy to manipulate someone when they're emotionally very low. So it's something to to be aware of like know your safe people, know your safe places. Mm-hmm. Therapy is great. Don't rely yes. on random ass people to lift you up and like take you no. into some kind of group. It's not well. I not think good. It's, it's so hard when people are vulnerable. It's so hard because it's like like there. I mean, I've had I've had times in my life where I just like I'll listen to anything anyone says to me. Yeah. I could have been easily easily put into like a bad situation, like just because I wanted someone to tell me everything was okay, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have mattered who told me at that point. Like, I think that's a point that most humans get to at some point in their life. And I don't think it's a weakness. I think it's just being human. Yeah. And we all and go I think, through it. Yeah. And I think that's another thing about QAnon. I think there's another thing about Q- that's another thing about QAnon is that a lot of like, and I, I kind of want to like be better about this because I don't want to make fun of the people. I try not to make fun of people in general, mm-hmm. but like I don't want to like make fun of too many speci- like specific people in QAnon because it's not about these people. These people were vulnerable and got sucked into something that is dangerous, just like anyone else in a cult. It's manipulating like, specifically like people's fear, I think. Exactly. Of, like not and yeah, I think more more so the things that are ridiculous are some of the like ideals they're pushing or like mm-hmm. the rumors I think are the ridiculous. Well, and things. the people behind it, the yeah. people behind it, the people making money off of it, we can make fun of them. Like whatever. Yes. They suck. But like it's like it's like or it's like it's like Trump who put continues to push things like that uh, maliciously, knowing full well that none of this shit is true. Yep. Like yep. So I think he doesn't um, care. Like they don't care. But yeah, I know some like good people who I care about who right. have said some bonkers Q oh, totally. shit to me. Oh my god! Just like mm, yeah. Okay, but they're scared. They're scared. Yeah. Especially in the world that we live in with the pandemic, people are scared and they will latch onto anything. Like you said, where they're being told it will be okay yeah. if you do X Y Z. Wyvern Winter again in chat brought up a really really good point, which was the other thing I was going to cover, and then I think I've covered everything. Is that for QAnon in particular, because I'm always just fascinated by it. uh, They said that I have a hard time feeling sorry for anti-Semites as a Jewish person. And I agree. And the the wildest thing about QAnon is that it's literally rehashing anti-Semitic views that have been around since blood libel in the Middle Ages. Literally the same things. That's the same things. The whole like uh, adrenochrome thing is the I think I talked about it before. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. So they're just rehashed, like, racist tropes 
that have been recited. It's like, we think that it's so wild. Oh, I can't believe anyone would ever think this. No, no, people have been doing this for over ages. and over and over again. So it's, uh, and that's, it's not new. And that's the thing that I think is like what I've learned like the most from doing a lot of this research is that none of this is new. None mm-hmm. of it is new. It's, it's always all in repeated. It's like yeah. the same stuff over and over. Yeah, it's all repeated. And I and it's not and it's because again, they're they're brought into this racism by the by their fear and by the people they associate and by people taking advantage of them because they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I can't even it's like the not wanting to be vaccinated too. It's the same kind of thing. They're what they're being exposed to, they're vulnerable. They're like, "Oh, I'm not going to be vaccinated because I've been scared of them saying that it's going to hurt me." And then in turn, then they get covid and die. Yep. And it's and like, it's, yeah, because people are scared. This is new. Yeah. When people like we are like everyone as a the human race is in a vulnerable position right now. Yeah. Because this is all very new and it's it's been going on for so long and it's still going on. Mm-hmm. And people just want to know what is the answer. And yeah. And that doesn't mean that like we should you, you don't need to forgive them if they're being anti-Semites, but right. it's be, the reason it's the re I've been trying to figure out the reason behind it. Cause that's the, that's the part my brain like sticks to, which this cult thing kind of like brought it into perspective for this QAnon, which kind of like brought both of our edges of the show together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'd like to talk about is because of, it's because of that fear. It's because of that cult, that cult manipulation that that is even popular at all. And it has really nothing to do with the information. They're just going to believe it. It doesn't have to do with reality because reality doesn't make a difference. Right. It's just that feeling of serotonin they get for being part of a group, part of a part of a movement, feeling special and feeling like they that their existence means something and that they're part of this like special group that gets special information, which is what all the cults do, mm-hmm. more or less. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that happened in Midsummer, but... <laughs> Uh, it was, it, you gotta watch it. It's just very good. Cause they, it's basically when she discovers that her boyfriend cheats on her is the, like she runs in and everyone around her that's in the cult immediately like supports her and like, f- and joins her in mourning, like yeah. being like being there and experiencing that together and being a part of that is what kind of convinced her to just like full on be be a part of it like was interesting absorbed into it so it's just like interesting feeling a part of something feeling supported feeling like you're not alone and because otherwise you're it's you when you're alone you're scared when you're facing things by yourself oh for sure and that's why they join up because they want communities i mean that's why churches still exist because people want communities that's why the internet exists and that's why it's so terrible <laughs> it's so terrible all of this <laughs> so is terrible like, it reminds me so much of like things that the past couple years that both of us have seen occur mm-hmm. on social media it's oh, just for incredibly sure. similar like there's no and and in a lot of times even on the internet there's there's people financially taking advantage of others that happens oh as well. for sure like yeah oh absolutely all the time there's different degrees, I think, of cult-like behavior on social media. I think it's a new platform for manipulating people. I mean, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes. 
And if people are naturally good at that, then they thrive. Then they become influencers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They thrive. And it's and and if you're vulnerable and you make mistakes, you're torn apart. Mhm. And that's pretty much it. Or you just like don't get a following if you if you are like a real human being. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either media. because it's like I feel like people do and there are people there are a lot of people who are really authentic who get a following, but I always find them and I feel like f- afraid for them mm-hmm. because I'm like, you seem authentic. And that means as soon as you make a mistake or you do something that people don't like, they're going to and people come after you. You're going to be so devastated because you just want to make people happy and you want people to genuinely like you because you're just being yourself that you're going to just lose your joy forever. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Don't point at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm. I'm for me. <laughs> uh, no, I. I feel like I'm getting my joy back, but it's taken a lot of a lot of research on stuff like this that has helped mm-hmm. a lot. And it's like, and I, I think one of the most important things here's we're going into therapy, like talk real quick. One of the most important things is that value the opinions of those around you. Those people closest to you and those people who know you on a personal level, not on an internet level, and who know you from hanging out with you in person and trust their opinions, not blindly, not (laughs) blindly, but no, but and but like, listen to those around you who are closest to you and who have empathy for you and are not just telling you to do things or telling you just what you want to hear, because that's also bad. That is also bad. I think it's important. I think it's important to to just keep in mind that while we are like vulnerable and here on the internet together, the people that you need to listen to are not the mean comments on YouTube or on Twitter. You need to listen to your friends. Like I'm not going to read a comment. It's like, boohoo. What did you say earlier? I can't remember. You said some funny like <laughs> Kayla phrase. I can't remember. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. Like you suck. Like, don't be a go, weenie. Don't be a weenie. That was it. It was like, you're a weenie. You're a weenie. Like, I'm not someone. I'm like, I feel bad. Someone called me a weenie. I'm go to you and be like, Kayla, am I a weenie? And you'll yeah. be like, no. Or yes, maybe you were being a weenie about this. No. <laughs> not no, a, but just, what a weenie. Should, yeah. And that's another cult thing is people should be able to take criticism. Yes. But, yeah. If you can't, then that's a problem. But exactly. But if you didn't do something that people are accusing you of, you do not need to apologize for it because you didn't do it. And that's something that the internet also does. So it's all related. All of this stuff is just related. It is related. Oh yeah. God. Oh, I know. Or, or so I would love to do mental health Mondays again. I think this the little like tiptoe into it because I used to love doing that and talking about stuff like this because I read a lot of books and I think yeah. we used to I read a lot of books. Read a lot of books. Look I a lot, lot of books. a lot of Instagrams about mental health. I got scared because after everything happened, a lot of people were like, Oh, like Holly says she's a therapist. And I was like, I never said that. You never, never said, said that. that. Never yeah. said that once. I also always told people to go get therapy and that I was not a professional and I just like destigmatizing mental health. But it made me so sad that I couldn't do it anymore because I took it personally, which is something I'm learning not to do. You're doing a great job. Oh, so is little bugbear. Is he hooing? Yeah, he's hooing. He's oh. hooing. Oh, my God. Weenie Hut Jr. from Spongebob. Oh, my God. Incredible. Um, but anyway, yeah. He's sorry who, that. He's, he's hooing for you. 
Oh, who is nodded and who went? Sorry that went into a little bit of mental health spooky. <laughs> but I think it has, I think the cult topic, when I was thinking about what I was going to talk about today, it has so much of that involved in it because it is directing towards vulnerable people. And the yes. vulnerable people should be getting therapy, not going to a cult, but because sometimes therapy might be too expensive or might be inaccessible or might be stigmatized as bad, they'll literally join a cult before they get therapy. <laughs> yes, it goes it goes hand in hand or they'll they'll use that cult or or if we're talking social media, they'll use tweeting. Yeah. Uh, rather than going to therapy, they'll use these people in the cult or their followers on social media and like it's just it's not healthy. No. It's not. No. And also, yeah, parasocial relationships with a creator to the point where, like, you believe they're a certain way in any sort of anything that happens that is against this belief that you've built means that you're going to just, like, attack them. It's like, I mean, they're not a they're not a cult leader. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> like, like, I think I mentioned this to you, but it came up on my TikTok, which is where I get all my news about how Bob Ross like, it came out that he had, like, an affair, mm -hmm. and people lost their minds. And they I were saw like, that. I can't look up to him anymore. And this girl was like, this is why, she was like, you know, everybody's saying that you can't have heroes anymore. And it's like, oh my God. you can't judge people. You cannot have this, like, 100% virtuous expectation of everyone. Everyone does I would like to meet a person who's not done something shitty in their entire life. Like, it's yeah. not possible. Life is not black and white. But I think we get in, like, that idea that life is black and white and that there are people that you need to idolize and that are completely virtuous. And that's what you're looking for is how you end up with a cult leader yes. or following a cult leader. <laughs> yes, because because they they show themselves as completely virtuous, as flawless, as fucking... Fucking sorry, the light of heaven coming from, beaming their, from eyes. their eyes. <laughs> beaming from their eyes. Like, that's just not possible. And, like, yeah, I think forgiveness is super important. And I just can't even, like, the Bob Ross thing, I couldn't even handle. I was like, I don't care. I literally don't it's care. Like, that doesn't devalue all no. of the good that he did. And like, maybe and maybe there was a reason for it. Maybe he was miserable. Maybe he didn't have a maybe his spouse was abusive. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know because I don't know Bob Ross. And you can't and judge I didn't someone. know his ex. Yeah. Like you cannot judge someone when you don't know the situation. Like yeah. you can take that information and be like, whoa, none of my fucking business. That that's my motto. <laughs> And the favorite thing is it's so my favorite thing. And then this is then we're we're just going to throw this back out to the Puget Sound. But my favorite thing about this whole thing is that it's very selective. Like someone can be like, oh, my God, I love HP Lovecraft so much. And everyone on the Internet is just like, I love him. He's so great on Twitter. And then like no one even pays attention that like he was a super racist and He's he had a cat. Ultra racist. Had a cat, had a cat named the N word. Mm hmm. And like. But it's like, oh, we're going to be super selective about who we shame because, like, we just, there's no logic behind it. It's about feeling. It's not about facts. It's yeah. about, it's about what makes people feel good, which is why QAnon and cults exist, because it makes them feel good. I, I have another controversial one. This is, this is my controversial opinion, everyone. I, okay. I hate Stan Lee. 
Um, <laughs> I hate him. Like, one of the things you learn when you go to college for comics is that he's a terrible person who ripped off everyone around him mm-hmm. and slapped his name on everything and took credit for it. He is not responsible for all the things that he says he's responsible for. But, like, no one's ever going to talk about that or give yeah. Jack Kirby the credit he deserves for Steve what he Ditko. did. Yeah, Steve Ditko. Like, Stanley basically yeah. took these people's ideas and slapped his name on it. Yeah. Look it up. It's true. Sorry, everyone. Cancel me. But I, I don't like him. But he has, like, no one's ever going to do anything about it. No one's ever brought it up. No one talks about that aspect. They, yeah. they only see the good, but, like, what dictates these people that we judge versus we don't? Like, I don't know. Well, and it's also, like, at the same... Yeah, same with Thomas Edison, it's true. But, like, it's also just, like, there. that's part of humanity. There's this, like, there's people that did a lot of shitty stuff to get where they were, and there's people who didn't. Like, it's there, it's all... It's all complicated. It's a gray area. And he absolutely probably did those shitty things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not doubting it at all. But, you know, it's like, but that's selective because people like Stanley. People like H.P. Lovecraft. People like, but so they'd rather be mad at a YouTuber or Twitch streamer for something they did than think about, you know, oh, my favorite whatever might be something that's bad, but they're just not going to think about it. Yeah, and so. it's like... And also, what does it matter? Why are you policing everyone's likes? Get out of here. It yeah. doesn't make a difference. Yeah, and it's like, because, like, honestly, like, God, like, I don't like Stan Lee, and I have these opinions of him, but my one of my dear friends, she loves him. She got to meet him once. It was the best day of her life. I would never judge her for that. Yeah. And like, who people like... I met, I met him a ton of times. To. Yeah, I'm sure he's a, yeah. he, was a, he was a nice he was, person. Ancient. Yeah, he was so, ancient. I'm like, sure he was nice. I but, introduced him at a con once and he was asleep in the booth. Classic. <laughs> like, he was ancient. But like, you know, I also think that you're allowed to like look up to whoever you want. And if you want to forgive someone, that's okay too. Like we all have different opinions, but like, I don't know. Like it, it's weird how there people seem to understand that there's a morally gray world for certain people, but not others. I don't know. It's a very yeah. complicated subject, is what I'm saying, and I just well, felt like shouting about Stanley because it makes me <laughs> mad. Well, it's because, again, it's because facts and what actually happens, like, doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, you can look up things that are true, and because someone, it doesn't give someone the emotional high to attack Stan Lee as it does to attack, I don't know, just pick someone, they're not going to care about it. Hillary like Clinton. Trisha Paytas. And they all hate Hillary Clinton for whatever reason. And, mm-hmm. like, because QAnon and all of them uh, and that targeted her, it gave people that rush of hating Hillary Clinton. So it's all emotional. It's all emotional manipulation. And yep. that's how people end up believing that these cult leaders who straight up assault people think that there is rays of heaven coming out of their eyes oh and God. kill themselves over it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and, like, Hillary Clinton's a politician. Like, I'm pretty sure all politicians have done a duality of good and terrible, bad things. Terrible things, good things. Yeah, all, exactly. All and, like, I think that's something that needs to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... Or someone who's like, I hate I hate Elon Musk, and then they buy a Tesla because they want a Tesla. It's like, <laughs> I give like, up! Everyone does... Good and bad things. No one is 100% yeah. good. No one's 100% bad. I may dislike Stan Lee because he took credit for other people's things. But he also did a lot of great things for comic books and the industry. Like, 
So, you know, there's, yeah. there's good and bad in everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. And if no, you meet true. someone who, who says that they're only 100% good or everybody says they are, that's a cult leader. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, there's, we've, we've gone over the, the warning signs. And I think it's important to know. And I think it's also important to know for, hold on, I'm out of focus. Why am I out of focus? Come on. Oh, it's because it, it got dark. <laughs> oh, it's dark. <laughs> it's dark. It's perfect to know. I mean, it's, it's good to know when someone in your, like, someone in your life is telling you these things, like, don't be friends with this person. Don't. And I think also that behavior is on Twitter as well. When someone, because recently I had someone going into the DMs on Twitter of friends God. of mine telling people to unfollow me. You know, that's not okay. Like, what, even if they don't like me, imagine like someone follows me and they don't like, it's okay to follow people you don't like. Yeah, like, it's okay it's for okay. people to, like, like people that you don't like. That's okay. Yeah. But, like, because someone is problematic or you don't like them, don't message strangers you've never met and say, well, you need to unfollow this person. It makes me uncomfortable that you follow them. Like, don't do that. It doesn't matter. Like, even if, like, you don't like that person, it's okay if someone follows them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. But if you tell them to unfollow someone... That's cult behavior. That's cult we behavior. We read about it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's wild. It's really wild. Oh, except uh, I will say the one Stop. exception. The one exception to the rule of, like, a uh, completely positive person that everybody loves is uh, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah. She's no. fine. And everyone's yeah, allowed fine. to love her and she's never done anything wrong. Please don't come yeah. for me. Don't come <laughs> <laughs> They said Betty White, too. I guess when you just become, like, a sweet old lady, then that's you're fine. You're safe. <laughs> yeah. Dolly Parton's just murdering people. Like, that's fine. It's good. <laughs> I'm sure it would be for the good of society. Like, yes. Yes. But anyway, I think forgiveness and kindness and all of us being having more of that will keep us from being in situations where vulnerable people end up in bad situations. It's true. Anyway. That was spooky. What's spooky? Everything spooky about that. <laughs> we had a good talk. <laughs> a good talk. Yeah. Maybe we'll save stories for next time because yeah. we talked so long. <laughs> also, good gosh, dude. Did, yeah. Oh, he's hooing. He's hooing. He's hooing. He's hooing for so. you. He's hooing. He's hooing for the spooky scouts. Uh, sorry that I said I dislike Stan Lee. I think it's fine to like Stan Lee. I just okay. have strong That's opinions. The thing, no, it's okay to dislike people. But if you, if you, like, the bad thing is if you're following someone and then you go, um, excuse me, Stan Lee is a bad person. You need to unfollow oh, Stan yeah, Lee. Oh, yeah. It's like, I would never do that. Because, like, <laughs> no, because that's, that's the difference between behavior that's okay, you know? It's like, you have your own opinion. Don't force it right. on other people, maybe. No. Like, don't do that. You know, we're all different people. Yeah. Don't do it. Ugh. What a what a great time we had. Thanks for yeah. meeting Bugbear. Oh, Bugbear is wonderful. He's so large. Let me see if I can show him nodding again before we sign off. I wish I could pick him up, but he's gonna lose his noodles no, if I yeah, try and don't pick him pick up. Him. He's also still shedding uh, bugs from when yeah. he was on the streets. <laughs> on the streets. That's why he's in this small small home. I love that he's hooing though. Yeah, he's very, he's very happy. Oh, you itchy? Oh, you nod, itchy. You gonna nod for them? Yeah. Oh, there he did it. He did it. Oh, there you go, boy. He's so good. He's so good. There he goes. Um, 
Well, thank you for watching Spooky Scouts. I hope this was like, I don't know, it was pretty informative. I think it was re relatable too. So, you know, keep yourselves, keep yourselves away from cults and people that act like they are more important than other human beings because we are all equal and we are all just trying to do our best. And take care of yourselves and take care yeah. of your friends and make sure yes. that you can be honest with your friends and that you have, and that they can be honest with you because that's important. Exactly. Oh my God, dude. Like, <laughs> not not a Doc Martin said bugbear so big. I thought he was a puppy at first. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a he is uh, the size of a small chicken. Uh, oh he's very large. He's, he's so big. Ninety nine percent breast meat. Um, oh my God. He cannot fly. So amazing, amazing. So we will see you all soon. Enjoy the. We should do something next week though, because it is prime spooky season. So it's the time. That's the time. <laughs> All right, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Okay, bye. 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 Don't join a don't join a cult. Bye. Yay. Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at k a y n c l i. And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookyScouts.com. You can offer the podcast some sustainable support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to Patreon.com slash Spooky Scouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on Twitch.tv slash WeCrowingHens. See you next time, Scouts, and remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know.